Hi there, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two. Hi, I'm Cindy, missionary to Mexico for the last 30 years. And we're so glad you listeners are coming along with us each week on this journey of discovering what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. We're missing our friend Paula, who's usually here, but she has some other commitments this week. And as we kick off a new year, I have been thinking a lot about a buzzword or just a word that could kind of keep me in focus for the year. And the word renew keeps coming back into my mind. I think a lot of times when we start a new year, we're like, okay, out with the old, in with the new. And sometimes we don't have that contentment with what we already have. So I think rather than out with the old, in with the new focus this year, I want to find contentment in what I already have. You know, maybe there's something that I need to remake or restore or renew. Um, maybe there are relationships that I need to focus on or commitments that I've made to the Lord in the past. I want to renew those. And there's a verse that's been on my heart as well to go along with this. In Psalm 51 and verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So as we focus on that word renew, what are some ideas that you have in regard to that, Cindy? Well, I think a lot um, a lot of times we can tend to live in failure because we think, oh, I need to do this for the Lord and I didn't do it, or I, I haven't accomplished this, or, you know, I'm not reading what I need to read or whatever. And so I think instead of living in the failure, I think picking up your word, renew, and saying, well, you know, last year I didn't do too good in my Bible re reading. This year I'm going to renew it. And, you know, or last year I wanted to accomplish this for the Lord and I didn't. So I'm going to renew that commitment. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's um, where we can start off this year is, is what do you have in your life that you wanted to get accomplished? You didn't get accomplished. Maybe COVID didn't let you accomplish it. What would you like to do in your life? Um, and I think there's different areas we can renew, you know, whether it be in our personal, whether it be in family, whether it be in, you know, spiritual, there's different um, areas where we can, we can apply that word. I like what you were referring to there, Cindy, when you mentioned about reading God's word through, I think a lot of times we can commit to reading God's word through in a year. And then when we fail, when we only get halfway through or maybe a quarter of the way through God's word, then we're like, okay, I'm just going to stop. And then when I get to a new year, I'm going to start over again. <laughs> and we could start in Genesis, you know, five years without even getting past um, the first few books of the Bible. But I think wherever we are in our Bible reading, just recommit, you know, just pick up from that point. Maybe it will take you two years to read through the Bible. Maybe it'll take you three. But recommit that you will read through God's word and just do it just day by day. And I like Lamentations 3 verse 21 and following. It says, this I recall to mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And as we think about this word renew, God's faithfulness is new every morning. So 
We might make a year-long commitment to something, but every day it's a new day. We can, again, commit to whatever it is that we have told God we will do. Maybe there are relationships that we need to work on in our lives, relationships with family or friends or co-workers. Then let's recommit to that. The first part of that word, renew, that R-E, literally means again. So it it means just do it again. You know, what you're already doing, do it again and again. And the Apostle Paul tells us, rejoice in the Lord evermore. And again, I say rejoice. So what is it that in your life you want to work on this coming year? I encourage all of us to just recommit to that. I think um, Paul talks to us, too. And when Paul says, Paul tells us to renew our minds. And Mm -hmm. what was Paul telling us? He wasn't saying, "Okay, once you decide to have the right thinking, you're always going to have the right thinking. No, he said it's a renewing. And he, you know, he also talked about his battle that he had, that what he wanted to do, he didn't do. And Mm -hmm. what he didn't want to do, he did. You know, so the renewing isn't once a year or at the beginning of the year, it's continually redoing it. It's continually making a commitment. You know, these guys that talk about these um, New Year's resolutions and that kind of thing are a diet. What happens? A person makes a mistake. And so instead of, like you just said, instead of picking up the next day, they say, oh, I I made a mistake. I, I failed in this area. And so what do they do? They completely stop. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times why I think even in our Christian life, what happens is we we do make a mistake or we do fail, and instead of okay, today's a new day, I can start over. We say, oh, I I failed, and so I can't be used to the Lord. Instead of you know, as you just um, have said, instead of renewing that commitment, and that renewing could be you know renewing it every day until it becomes a habit. Because what do they say? For something to become a habit, I think it's thirty days you have to do it, mm-hmm. and so. Just because I do it one time doesn't mean it's going to become a habit. Right. Yeah. And I think surrounding ourselves with people that will encourage us, I think that's very important. If we're going through life alone, then yeah, that will be harder. But set yourself up for success. You know, let others know, hey, I've got this goal that I want to do this year. Um, Pray for me, you know, Uh, keep me accountable so that I can stay on track Somebody might have a goal to say, okay, I want to exercise every day. That's a pretty big goal. That's a great goal. But what if you are sick a day? Or what if something happens and you can't exercise that day? Then you're going to feel defeated and you're not going to want to keep up with that goal. So maybe set a yearly goal. Like maybe this year I want to walk 50 miles. Okay, that kind of frees you up to where... If you don't get to exercise every day or you don't get to walk, but just a few times in a week, then you give yourself some grace. Now, you want to be intentional about that goal, right? You don't want to come down to October and be like, oh, I still got 40 miles left to walk. Um, So there is a purpose. You know, you have to just, again, recommit every day, every week, make those small uh, goals that you can accomplish that will help you in the end goal, you know, see that victory. Um, I, I think one of the things that I um, listening to some of these men that, you know, have gone on ahead and, you know, have set a good example. One of the men said something really interesting. He said, we make the, 
the goals for today, but we don't make the goals for 10 years. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of times we get stuck in a rut at times because we don't realize, okay, we need to make it for today. We need to make it for this year. But 10 years from now, where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing to consider as well. Right. Yeah, that's an excellent perspective. And literally keep eternity in our mind, right? So what are those eternal goals? What are those habits that we want to see happen in our life that will help us be a better Christian, you know, a better leader, and uh, ultimately to see the kingdom of God, you know, advanced. So yeah, those are really good. Keeping those short goals that will help us reach the long-term goals. Well, you know, you think about like furniture and my husband and I love to go to auctions. <laughs> and so somebody's trash to us would be treasure. And we'll look at these wooden pieces and somebody else would be just like, oh, this is just a piece of junk, you know, get rid of it. But to us, we're like, no, we can restore it. You know, we can remake it. We can renew it to where it will look better almost than its original condition. And how do we get to that? Well, sometimes we got to get rid of the dirt. You know, we got to um, repair the chips and the cracks. And it takes work to, you know, renew something. Maybe there's things in our own life that we have to get rid of. I think that's why David, when he said, you know, create in me a clean heart, oh God. First of all, we have to have Jesus Christ in our heart, right? We need to have that new man within us. And once we have Christ, you know, once he is within us and helping us, well, then he will renew us. He will renew that right spirit within us. So it takes work to renew some of our goals, but it's definitely achievable. Well, and that's why it was on television. We see so many of those programs where they flip homes mm-hmm. or where they buy things at a market and change it into something else. And, you know, the Lord wants to take the us that were the old man and renew us, make us into um, what, something that, you know, people would never imagine. You know, you look at the flipping of the house and you look at that old house and you say, how in the world could they ever make this into something valuable? And when they flip it, you know, then and it gives us hope. And and I think that's with our Christian life. It's not living in the past. It's living in, okay. the Lord wants to make me uh, make me a new and make me make me um, someone that can show, Okay, this is what I what it was like in the past, like that furniture. But this is what the Lord's made me into. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so as we go about our house, as we go about our lives, what are things that we need to just renew? Find that contentment in what we do have and how can we make it better? Recently, I was talking with a friend and she said, yes, I've just really been enjoying my minimizing things in my home and going through everything and getting rid of this and getting rid of that. She said, but I, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, if I get rid of this, well, then I can get this new thing. And she's like, but wait, (laughs) the idea is to be content with what we have. And I think a lot of times we're like that. Okay. I just, I just want to get rid of this so I can get something new rather than finding the joy and the peace with what we already have. Um, an example of this 
recently my washing machine started making a bunch of noise and it's 13 years old. It's, you know, it's up in age. And I thought, okay, it's time to get a new one. And when I would be washing clothes, when it was on the spin cycle, especially, it would just rock and roll and hiss and heave. Well, maybe not that dramatically, but it was making a lot of noise. And the front of the machine was very loose from the body of the machine. So my husband came and looked at it and I offered to go to the store and find the bolts that were needed. And so I went to Dollar General and I went to Family Dollar and they were all sold out. So I finally went to Lowe's and there were hundreds of nuts and bolts and washers. And I was like, oh my, I don't even know where to start. I got my husband on the phone and he was guiding me to the right area of the store where I could locate the nuts and bolts. But I still couldn't figure out which ones were needed. So I called in reinforcements and I went looking for a store clerk who could help me. And this man, with the help of his tape measure and he was hearing what my husband was requesting on the phone, he was finally able to find the exact small nuts and bolts and washers that were needed to fix my washing machine. What a blessing it was for my husband to be able to fix our washer for just a couple of dollars rather than spend several hundred dollars on a new one. He was just able to renew it. He was able to refix my washing machine. And that sounds like a small example, but I think that's really what God wants to do in our life. Look at what we've already been blessed with. Look at the relationships we already have. How can we make those better? Or maybe we need to go and talk to a family member or a friend that we have offended and that conflict is there. Well, how can we renew that friendship or how can we renew that acquaintance with them? What is it, listening friends, that you need to renew in your life? Are there tangible things that you've become discontent with and you just want to throw them out and get something new? Always looking at the grass that's greener on the other side. We think, well, if I get rid of this in my life, then, okay, I'll just get something better. But maybe that's not what we need to do. Maybe we just need to renew what is already in our own lives. And I think um, something that the virus taught us is we do need each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the time that we were so separated, we realized how much we needed each other. But it also created a great conflict of beliefs and, you know, some people believing in this, some people not believing in this and that. And so I think we need to renew our love for people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just we've we realized how much we needed each other. But then there there just became a lot of conflict about minor issues. And so and as Christians, that's our, our biggest calling is to share that love with others, you know, and then, you know, I was reminded of that of this, this, um, this end of the year, because I was with my neighbors and they were trying to convert me to Catholicism. And, um, I was reminded of, you know, just loving them where they're at, you know, and continue to love them where they're at, even though, they not, may not believe the same way as I am. And hopefully that love, you know, because one of the guys did say with that, he said, well, love is what wins people, not mm-hmm. not um, arguing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And so I think we need to renew our love for people. I think that's really messing right now. Yeah, very true. I know I was talking to someone recently um, just 
you know, with marriage, uh, conflict that they were having in their marriage. And you can't just go out and get a new husband. <laughs> I mean, some people would and probably should, but is that what God really wants for that marriage or for any marriage? You know, I think there has to be a lot of recommitting, um, you know, getting the nitty gritty and the grime and the dirt that maybe is in our own hearts and lives, getting rid of that so that God can renew us so that then we can renew our relationship with other people. So yeah, I think that's really good. Just love for other people and renewing our love for the Lord, right? Some people have been saved for years and years. The renewing that first love, mm -hmm. that, that energy, that love, that wanting to give what we had to others, um, renewing that first love. Yeah. And not expecting anything in return, right? I mean, look at Christ's love for us. It's unconditional. It's, there's no comparison to his love. He gave knowing that we would never, ever be able to exceed that love and give back to him. Um, so yeah, renewing our love for the Lord and renewing our love for God's word. Um, we hold God's word in our hands. Some of us have several copies of God's word in our homes. And if there's several people in your home and they have several Bibles, think of all the Bibles that are in some of our homes, right? Do we read it? Do we love it? Do we cherish it? You know, recommitting to memorizing God's word. Uh, it was really cool. Um, our family's been packing some boxes because we have a move that is coming up in the near future. But when I was packing some boxes, I came across a box of small note cards where I had written memory verses that I had been memorizing. And I had started this many years ago, like in high school. And it was my dad who got me into writing verses on note cards because he would write his Greek words on note cards. And then he would write verses that he was memorizing for Bible college. And so I wanted to be like my dad. <laughs> and so I got these note cards and I would write verses that I was memorizing from Bible college on these note cards. And then around campus, I would just walk around and that's how I was able to, you know, memorize several verses. Well, I came across this box and I was so excited to discover them during my cleaning mode. It was like finding long lost friends. <laughs> so I've been reading through these Bible verse cards and it's been really wonderful to get reacquainted with these verses that I had memorized years ago. And it's amazing. They're up there in my mind, but because they're in my mind, now I can just recall them. And I think that's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants us to recall, recall the things that we have put in there. So it's important, first of all, to get it in our hearts, right? Get it in our hearts and into our minds, and then we can recall it. Um, and, you know, just a renewed burden for the people around us as well. Mm -hmm. um, this last week, we saw six suicides in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing, again, the despair that the people around us live. In. So um, renewing, renewing our commitment to uh, be the light mm -hmm. in others' lives. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, some pretty sad statistics. Six suicides in 24 hours is uh, that's pretty sad. And yes, just that God would help us to renew 
that desire to be a witness, to be a light to the world. And so for our podcast theme for this year, the word is renew. And as we move forward in the episodes coming up, I'm excited with the lineup of people that we have to interview. And I'm excited with topics that my friends and I will be sharing. Renew comes only after the new. There has to be a renewal of the heart. And so, first of all, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that's the most important newness that you can have is having Jesus create a new heart in you, a clean heart, and then committing to renewing that fellowship with the Lord every day. And what is it in your life that you need to renew? Let's do it together in 22. One of the wisest men who ever lived was King Solomon. In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Until next time, look to the Lord because it does matter. Adios. Bye for now.